Did anyone ever talk to you about cleaning up the crime scene? Yeah, yeah. No one ever did? That I was going to clean it up, or? Uh, did anyone ever talk? Like, did anybody ask me to? No, nobody asked me to go. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if anybody did get asked to do that? Um, yeah. Who did? <laughs> Jeff? I already know that, but yeah. do you know if anybody else besides Jeff? No. Okay. I think I'll represent my sister and say that's enough. <laughs> What's that? I said I'll represent my sister and say that's enough. All right, let's just uh, let's close the case for now. When this thing goes to court and trial, I have one shot and one opportunity to be not guilty or I go to prison in death row. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reality of it. We have busted alibis. We have caught people in lies. This is just insane because everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else. You just don't hear every day walking in somebody's house, they're going to take the plastic out and pop somebody. So he could get the execution date pretty much any day? Yeah. There's no impediment. This is Cousins by Blood. Episode 41. Ivan's clemency petition was filed four days ago, on April 4th. It's now public record, and in it was a bombshell. I didn't even know about this new major development until the petition was filed. But we'll get there in a second. The petition is 23 pages, and the first main page reads like this. To the Governor and the Honorable Members of the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles, Mr. Cantu is scheduled to be executed by the state of Texas on April 26, 2023, for the murders of his cousin James Mosqueda, a local drug dealer who sold in large quantities, and Mosqueda's fiancée, Amy Kitchen. In 2001, a Collin County jury found Cantu guilty of the murders and, after a separate punishment hearing, answered the statutory sentencing issues in such a way that a death sentence was imposed. The conviction was based principally on the testimony of Amy Betcher, Mr. Cantu's girlfriend at the time the murders were discovered. In 2019, private investigator Matt Duff launched an independent investigation into Mr. Cantu's case and has since created a true crime podcast chronicling his discoveries. Duff is host of Cousins by Blood, 2020 to present. Mr. Duff has uncovered substantial new evidence, never considered by the courts or Mr. Cantu's jury, exposing much of Amy Betcher's testimony as sheer fabrication, as Mr. Cantu has insisted all along, and impugning the state's forensic evidence and the fairness of Mr. Cantu's trial. Mr. Duff recently released a 24-minute video summary of his findings. Which you can find on Death Penalty Action's YouTube page. The video was also submitted as an appendix to this petition. Among the most significant developments. Of course, the Rolex is listed, and an affidavit from Abner Cantu, Ivan's dad, was submitted as an appendix, stating that Amy Kitchen's brother had taken the watch from the scene after the bodies were discovered, then returned it to the police. The police later returned the watch to James' mother. Listed next was... The Ring. Similarly, Amy Betcher testified at trial that, on the night of the murders, Mr. Cantu proposed to her with a diamond engagement ring that she later learned he had stolen from Amy Kitchen's body after the murders. Police never recovered Ms. Kitchen's diamond and platinum engagement ring. 
Miss Betcher's stepfather testified that when Miss Betcher and Mr. Cantu arrived in Arkansas on November 4th, Miss Betcher was wearing an engagement ring, which Mr. Cantu told them he had just bought for her. But Ms. Betcher's stepfather did not give any description of the ring sufficient to identify it as Ms. Kitchen's. Amy Betcher claimed that Mr. Cantu had taken the ring back and thrown it away before they returned to Dallas from Arkansas. However, witnesses have since come forward stating that Mr. Cantu and Amy Betcher announced their engagement and showed off Amy Betcher's engagement ring a week before the murders. Witness number one recalled that he saw Mr. Cantu and Amy Betcher on or around the Sunday before the murders. Mr. Cantu introduced Amy to and told witness number one they were engaged. Amy was wearing an engagement ring. Witness number two also recalled seeing the couple on or around the Sunday before the murders, and Amy was wearing an engagement ring. And both of those witnesses provided a signed and notarized declaration of facts. Therefore, the ring Miss Betcher's stepfather testified he saw was Amy Betcher's, not Amy Kitchen's. And Amy Betcher testified falsely when she claimed Mr. Cantu gave her Miss Kitchen's ring after the murders. Miss Kitchen's ring, like Mr. Mosqueda's Rolex watch, could have been erroneously reported missing by the family. The next development listed was the black boots that Amy testified that Ivan threw out in a dumpster. Another example of perjury from Amy. And then you have an affidavit from Bobbitt, Ivan's roommate right before he met Amy. Bobbitt stated in an affidavit that Ivan wore a 30-30 or 30-28 jean size. At the time of the murders, he stated that Ivan's jeans were too small for him, and he was a 32-30. Next you've got... Time of death. Amy Betcher testified that Mr. Cantu committed the murders between 11 and 11.30 p.m. on November 3rd. Then they left for Arkansas shortly before 12 p.m. on November 4th. But forensic pathologists have since posited, based on the absence of full rigor mortis, when the bodies were discovered in the late afternoon of November 4th, that the murders could not have occurred prior to midnight and were more likely to have occurred later in the morning on November 4th. And now the big new development. And now the big new development. Jeff Betcher. Jeff Betcher, Amy's brother, testified at trial that prior to the murders, Mr. Cantu told him he planned to kill James Mosqueda and that Mr. Cantu had tried to recruit him to clean up afterward. He and Amy were the only witnesses who testified that Mr. Cantu even owned a gun. They both identified the murder weapon as belonging to Mr. Cantu. However, in early 2022, Jeff Betcher contacted the Collin County District Attorney's Office seeking to recant his trial testimony. Representatives from the DA's office traveled to Minnesota to interview Mr. Betcher. Under intense questioning during which the state sought to minimize the role Mr. Betcher's testimony might have played in securing Mr. Cantu's conviction, Mr. Betcher continued to disavow his trial testimony, insisting that he was not a credible witness due to his history of drug abuse. So after 21 years, Jeff called the cops himself to recant his own testimony. And Collin County tries to minimize this testimony. And how often were you around the defendant, Ivan Cantu? Often. Have you ever seen the defendant with a gun? Yeah. Do you know what the gun looked like? 
It was chrome with a black handle. Mr. Betcher, I'll show you what's admitted at State's Exhibit 76B. Do you recognize that gun? Yeah. And is that the same gun you'd seen the defendant with? Yep. Jeff Betcher identified the picture of the murder weapon as the same gun that he said Ivan had. And now Jeff Betcher has admitted that's a lie. On how many occasions did you see the defendant with that gun? Every day. Where did he keep the gun? In his jacket pocket. Did he ever show you what type of bullets he kept in that gun? Yeah. Did he actually show you the bullets? Yeah. Was there anything unusual about the bullet? It was like a hollow bullet, you know, the tip. I'll show you what's inside 76C. Does that look familiar? Yes. Are these the same type of bullets the defendant showed you? Yeah. And these are the bullets that he called cop killers? Mm Mm-hmm. All of this is a total lie. Did he say why he bought cop killer bullets? No, no, he just said they would go through bulletproof vests. Did you ever have a conversation with the defendant about how easy it would be to kill somebody? Yeah. And these are the lies that I bet Jeff feels real bad about. He asked me if I wanted to help him do something. Did he say what it was he wanted you to help him do? Clean up. Clean up what? After he goes and kills someone. Who did he say he was going to kill? James. Do you think that might sway a jury? When he said he wanted you to clean up, what did he say? He said, go in there and clean up after I kill him. Clean up the mess. Did he say why he wanted to kill James? He just said there was like two kilos of cocaine, a couple pounds of marijuana, and uh, 13000 in cash. And did he say anything to you regarding those items? He wanted them. Total lie. Did you hear from your sister and the defendant while they were in Arkansas? Yeah. How did you hear from them? Either they called there or I called. Did you ever talk to the defendant while he was in Arkansas on the phone? Yeah. He said, did you check out the paper? The Dallas paper? And I said, no. And he said, well, you should read the front page. Meaning there's two dead. The one that he was talking about earlier to me. He was just like, yeah, check out the paper. Check it out. You know? How did he say that? Uh, What was his demeanor? Like, like I told you so. You know, like, check it out. Total lie. You've got Jeff Betcher's testimony. And Jeff told you that he's been talking about this a week or two before the murder. Hey, Jeff, there's dope over there. There's money over there. You help me clean up, you get some. I'm going to kill my cousin James. He planned it. He knew he was going to do it. How do we know it was in the course of committing robbery? Again, he talked to Jeff Betcher about it. He told Jeff, there's money over there. There's dope over there. I'm going to kill them. And if you help me clean up the bodies, you'll get some. So is Jeff Betcher's testimony minimal? Well, let's see. Jeff gave firsthand testimony that Ivan was planning the murders and the robbery. Jeff identified the gun supposedly Ivan had. Jeff identified the bullets Ivan supposedly had. And Jeff testified that after the murders, Ivan admitted to him that he did it. That's about as significant a piece of testimony that can be given, other than his sister's testimony, that is. 
and now that Jeff has recanted, Amy Betcher is the one and only person that has ever seen Ivan with a gun. Very interesting. So why would Collin County want to minimalize Jeff's testimony? Because Collin County knows this case is a ticking time bomb. And they want Ivan executed before it all unravels on them. That's why. Here's a few questions that need to be answered before Collin County closes the book on Jeff Betcher disavowing his testimony. Who put those lies in Jeff Betcher's head? Where did he get those lies to tell? From the police? From the prosecution? Or from Amy? Any of which opens a bigger can of worms for Collin County. That's why they don't want that question answered. And let's think about this. Why would someone come forward after 21 years because they lied, but they still believe the court system got it right? They wouldn't. No, someone would come forward because they lied and they know the courts got it wrong. They convicted an innocent man. Jeff knows what really happened because Amy would have told him what really happened. Jeff wouldn't have come forward if he really thought that Ivan was the monster that Amy made him out to be on the witness stand. Jeff knows Ivan didn't do this. That's the only reason he would have come forward. And Collin County took his statement, tried to minimize it, and kept their foot on the gas to Ivan's execution. Collin County could stop this at any time. Literally, they have the power to pull that death warrant, but they haven't, because they know the longer Ivan's alive, the longer this whole thing has to unravel. Do you think any of this new information would change any of the jurors' verdicts? It already has. Based on all of this newly discovered evidence, two of the jurors who voted to convict Mr. Cantu of capital murder are now disturbed by the prospect that they were misled by false testimony at trial. They do not want Mr. Cantu to be executed unless and until this new evidence can be properly reviewed. This evidence has not been and might not ever be reviewed by any court. This new evidence creates grave doubt regarding Mr. Cantu's guilt, and this doubt in turn poses an unacceptable risk when the sentence is death. Therefore, Mr. Cantu's death sentence should be commuted to a lesser penalty. As set forth in the previous sections, there is substantial new evidence which the jury was not aware of and which has not been and might not be reviewed on the merits by any court. This evidence impugns the integrity of the state's case for guilt and raises the specter that the state of Texas could execute an innocent man. For the reasons stated above, Mr. Cantu requests commutation of his death sentence to a lesser penalty or, in the alternative, a reprieve of 120 days so that Mr. Cantu's case may be given the scrutiny it deserves. Respectfully submitted, Gina Bunn. Do things look bleak right now? You bet they do. Because even with this newly discovered evidence and Jeff Betcher recanting, Collin County DA's office 
the Clemency Board, and the Criminal Court of Appeals still have the final call. And it's not often that the state of Texas admits when mistakes have been made, and even with major issues, like in Arthur Brown Jr.'s case, the state has a precedent of not granting relief or even reviewing the issues. This is the fourth quarter, and there's a lot of time left on the clock. And if you're following the countdown on social media, that's not a countdown until Ivan's execution. That's a countdown until it's stopped. Every DA's office and appellate court makes mistakes. We all do. But they have the power in the next 18 days not to make another mistake. And we have to let them know why. Why this would be a mistake. Imagine if your loved one was on death row and you find out that two of the state's main witnesses were lying. The state's whole official narrative, the narrative that was told to the jury, was made up by two liars. And now your loved one is 18 days away from execution. And the state isn't trying to hear it. They won't even hit the pause button. Would you be cool with that? Collin County needs to stop this. This is not just about Ivan anymore. This is about justice. Justice, because what is happening to Ivan is not right. I truly believe this execution can be stopped because I have hope. And even though the deck is stacked against us, nothing is hopeless. There is always a way. So if you believe Ivan should not be executed, Call the Collin County DA's office at 972-548-4323 and tell them why they should stop this execution. Call Governor Abbott's office at 512-463-2000 and tell them why Collin County should stop this and why you believe Ivan shouldn't be executed, and it will take 30 seconds out of your day. You might think, what are a few phone calls going to do? We've got about 30 to 40,000 listeners per episode. If one out of every three of you pick up the phone, that's over 10,000 calls to Collin County and to the governor's office. You think then Ivan's case is gonna be on their radar? You bet it will. If you wanna help, if you're in Dallas, come to the next rally. If you're not in Dallas, put up a sign, post on social media, just get creative. Now is the time. No more sitting back and waiting to see what happens. Be a part of this story. You've got to make noise, you've got to make a lot of noise, and you've got to do it now.